Neil, before we talk uh, Huddersfield, can I can I can I discuss with you the really sad news that everybody's been talking about in football today? The uh, the passing of John Motson. Um, can you recall where you were today when you heard the news? Yeah, I, I was. I was just I was sat at home, um, just having a bit of breakfast. I had a, a thing a fruit yogurt, and it just flashed up. I thought I haven't got a re a, re a rewind one on me, just a television where I am. And I thought, can't be right now. So I went on my phone, and obviously the news. I mean, and uh, I, I didn't even know he was poor. I don't. I'm not sure he was poorly, but uh, I mean, what can you say about him? It, it's like I know we're good just going ahead, and but Dickie Davis, you know, my era, Dickie Davis was the king. You know, to lose two like that in the space of a few days is. Uh, it makes me, you know, I've got to try and enjoy every minute, really, because I'm in their territory, I'm afraid. And so it's a sad loss. I like, he never, he never, he always came over straightforward, did, did, did Motte. He never, I used to have a go at his, his, his coats, his, his uh, sheepskin coats. <laughs> I used to say, have you got any of them for me to play with, dog we? And uh, we used to have a laugh, you know. Um, but he, he always said it as it was, and he, he fair as it, fair as they come, really. So, be a sad loss, and uh, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people that will that will miss him. And I guess, in a way, your footballing career has almost been charted alongside his commentary career. Absolutely, yeah. All the the good times and the bad times, he's been he's been around, and uh, always level headed, never never too far up and never too low. He was, you know, he was he was always steady, and uh, they're they're the type that you want as a manager. You know, if you said anything to John off the record, it would be off the record. He'd never let you down in anything like that. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so sad to hear the news for his family. Did you pass cross a lot? Yeah, we did. We we, we talked, you know, there was, there was um, different things where we, we cropped up, you know, where you never even thought about, really. And uh, But he, he, he was somebody that, um, you know, like Henry, you know, what's his name, the golf they, they, they like epitomise the sport that they're in. I used to love listening to, to 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 one of the cricket commentators and the golf commentator, and and I liked John. I thought John's voice was soothing and uh, always reassuring, and, uh, and and you know all the greats. You know when I first was, you know, a young lad, it was Kenneth Wusterholm, and I love Kenneth Wusterholm. His his voice, he was just he, he was just he never. You know, I say he never got carried away. He did get carried away, but at the right time. Um, but I think it's always nice to know that the, the commentator is is sort of reassuring and and very good at his job. Very factual. Always had the, you know, whereas I pick up a piece of paper when I'm on telling scribble a few things. He's he knows everything, every everything there is to know about everybody. Don't know how he does it, but um, you know, like I say, it'd be, it's a sad loss. Can I also just ask you again, away from Huddersfield, this government white paper out today, um, independent regulator, um, sustainability of clubs, bit more money hopefully drift, drifting down into the lower divisions, um, a lot more checks on owners and directors. Um, it seems very wide ranging. I mean, you've been in the game what forty odd years now. You know, if, from a management point of view, do you? What do you make of it all? Well, I think they're trying. I think they're trying. I, I read David Sullivan's comments as well, which is, is entitled to as well. But I think you've got to try and and bring some common sense into the into the job. You can't please everybody. You're always going to upset certain people. And I think people in the Premier League, you know, whilst they might get offended, 
you know, they, they seem to have everything in, in, in that sort of pot, even though I know it's the biggest uh, big biggest league in the world, really, commercially. But I think what makes our Premier League is what makes our EFL. I think, you know, um, you know, I went to Notts County in the non-league uh, a few weeks ago and there were 9,000, somewhat like that, 10,000 against Chesterfield. You know, it's, it's people don't understand what it means to our communities. And we shouldn't lose clubs. Uh, you know, I, unfortunately, you know, Bury was one of my ex-clubs. And, and I could have told anybody uh, that didn't need a white stick to know that that owner wasn't good enough. That was going to cause problems. So there's got to be a little bit more. I think there's, there's got to be stricter on the owners, you know, rather than anybody just flashing this and, and, and they can, you know, have a club. Um, there's got to be a bit more because I think the fans of every club deserve to know that it's in the right hands. And they can't all be successful, I know that, but I think they could do a little bit more checking regarding the lower clubs. And I do think that the money has got to be evened out a little bit. I think they should have a, you know, whether it's, I don't know whether they mentioned 25%, but I do think that the lower clubs, you know, should get a little bit more because that's what keeps a, the, our country going. You know, then from the people playing on a Sunday league to the non-league to the foot division two, and that, are you with me? It's, it's what we're all about. And and I, with me coming from everywhere, you know, I, I've been in that non-league situation and and right the way up. And uh, it's a, you know, we, we they all need help. They've all as the, as we've progressed, every cost has got more, and with the energy bills and things like that. Now, I think it's only fair, really. Um, and whilst it'll be criticised by the top clubs, then, um, you know, I'm not surprised because, you know, the top clubs want everything, really. Uh, if, they, if they had a choice, I'm sure they wouldn't give us anything, the AFL. So, um, you know, it's nice to have some sort of, I think Tracy um, has probably done a good a job as you can get. Uh, she will get criticised, but I think everybody gets criticised here and there. It's a white paper and it's a lot of ideas, a lot of talking's been done. Is it important that that talking is, is translated into action? Well, it is. The, the, I, am, I haven't read it, so, you know, uh, I'm afraid I've got too much on my plate to read the white paper. Um, I'm going to Burnley on Saturday. I don't need to be reading the white paper, although I might take it away when the kickoff goes and have a read. Um, it's, it, it's one of those things that, we do say a lot about things um, over the years and got nothing done. So it'll be interesting to see if, if things are implemented, what's mentioned now. Um, I, think, I, think we, I think we do seem, the government seems a little bit more determined to get things done uh, than I've seen in the past. I don't think there's ever been any urgency in the past, whereas I think it'll, it'll be a feather in the cap if they do get things done. And, and the fans becoming more involved. Just got to be careful with the fans. Whilst I'm a fan and I accept, you know, it, it's not the fans' money. It's all right, people, you know, criticising the owners, et cetera. But I think if, if, the, you know, if, if the situation was swapped around, I'm not sure they want to spend the money that they do. So it, it's, a, you know, I think that the white paper is a good idea in a lot of areas and it'll get people talking and hopefully there'll be one or two things, sort of action taken in the next sort of 12 months. Let's talk Huddersfield. Sun is shining, new manager bounce, um, confidence in the camp. I mean, what's it been like this week training? Oh, it's been it's been super. They've been a, they're a great one. Even from when I came in on the, I came up from Heathrow Thursday afternoon and had a, just had a chat with them, and then we had a really long session on the Friday, 
try and implement in a short space of time. And they couldn't have done it any better. They were brilliant. They, they gave everything. We could have lost the game. We, they had opportunities, but we had opportunities as well. So I thought we got what we deserved, really, in, in the game. Um, and, you know, now we, we're we coming into the Burnley game, which is, you know, I'm just, I was saying to, to, to Ronnie, Burnley are the best team I've seen in the last 20, 25 years in the Championship. I don't, I don't see a weakness in their team. They, they've got the strength if people want to battle with them. They've got the ability if people want to play. They've got good, good professionals. I think, I think Vincent's done a fabulous job and 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 uh, Craig Bellamy. I think between them they've done a brilliant because it wasn't easy when they came in. They came in and had to change styles and and personnel and people think it's a piece of cake. It's in championships, not easy. So I think they've been it's done a remarkable job, really. But you know, we want to go there and try and give them a game. That's a first and foremost. You know, I know it's a free hit because it's not going to be Burnley that keeps us up. So we've got to go there and try and give them a game. They've defied logic in a way, haven't they? Because they often say, you know, trying to c- completely overhaul a squad at one go is is just virtually impossible. But it, it's clicked, hasn't it? Absolutely, yeah. And you know. It, it, He's done his homework on a lot of the players himself. He's brought some from where you know where he came from, uh, not just the English lads, and and they've all fitted in. I mean, they've got the most excited. I mean, I'm sure without a, without a lot of uh, personnel, I think they could more than hold their own in the Premier League. Looking at them with the squad, I mean, the you know they they, they leave a few out, and the people that they bring in are just as good, if not better. So it's it's a great squad and and he deserves he deserves a big pat on the back because like I said the championship's not easy, and and he's only half your age. He is, yeah. He, he looks as old as me, mm-hmm. um, but I've had no stress in my life, no pressure. My hair's there, you know. So it's uh, I'm sure it'll come the pressure in the next few weeks. Is he destined for a, a great career in management? Would you say on the on, on what you've seen so far? Absolutely, yeah. I love the way he is. He he never gets carried away. He realizes. Like Millwall, they should have won two or three, really. But he realises that a point at Millwall is not the end of the world. So we get on with the next one. Um, but to play at Millwall and get a point, you've got to you've got to put your head. You know, you've got to you've got to stand up and be counted. And that's what they did. And uh, you know, he'll be disappointed if they didn't win, but it's still a good point. And uh, you know, he's done that all over. You know, they weren't brilliant at Luton, but came away with a win. And that's the sign of a good side, I think, especially at this level. In in some respects, it's easier in the Premier League than it is in the Championship in, in cert, certain games. And how much have you enjoyed, I mean, getting really stuck into training? You've, you've had valuable hours, I guess, on, on the training pitch this week. What's that been like? Yeah, it's good because they're all receptive. They're all young lads, a lot of young lads, uh, one or two senior pros that, um, you know, and I think young lads need help when you're struggling. Um and you know, I'm not not knocking anybody, but they were they were struggling when I came in, and um, I think you've just got to give them a an arm round and 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 try and help them fulfil what they can do really, and not worry about mistakes. You know, um, I've said to two or three, don't worry about mistakes. You're going to make mistakes, and let you, your mates got you get out your get you out of the cart when you do make one. And so we we've just worked on. We know we're going to be defending. Lot, majority of the of the game, but what we've got to try and do is when we do get the ball, we've got to try and create problems for them, and and that's what we've been trying to work on. It can we cause them problems with team selection and and uh, the players that are here, you know? 
and you look at the fixture list over the next few weeks, it, it's daunting. I mean, you, 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 there's a lot of big sides in there that you've got. I know you've got to play them anyway, but the run you've got just looks daunting. How do, how do you keep spirits up? Well, you see, I, I, I mean, I've really come in from nowhere, really. I'm tired, I've retired and all that. So I don't suppose the fear is there with me. It's, my pride is there. I don't want to get relegated. I realise that we, in looking at the fixture list, it's daunting and and we possibly will get really relegated. But I don't, I don't let that. I don't worry about that too much, me. I just think, can I get these lads to do the best they can? Can they put a shift in every game? Can we give the other team, uh, you know, some problems? And as I said to them, you know, Sheffield United, Middlesbrough, you know, Watford, all them, you know. But don't forget, they won't want to play against us. No, they'd rather play against a top team where they, you know, they know they can, you know, they don't know what to expect with us really, and they know that, you know, my team's going to give hundred percent. So it's, uh, I, I want to try and enjoy these because we're going to get great crowds, great atmosphere. We might decide who goes up, we might decide who who stays in the, you know, in the in the playoffs, and you know, because it's so close, isn't it, with my two clubs, Sheffield United and Middlesbrough, who I did say in September would get promotion this year Middlesbrough but nobody they all thought I'd already flipped my lid then Quite strange as well though two of your other old clubs Cardiff and Rotherham both down there I mean if you're going to survive you could end up relegating one of your old clubs or, or oh, yeah, it's a possibility yeah I mean the, the only thing they didn't ask me to come back and help them out so you know you've just got to get on with it haven't you um, but I think there's two or three clubs above above Cardiff as well that, that you know looking over the shoulders so um, I, I wouldn't necessarily, you know, think it's going to be them. They're going to pick results like they have done this week, and, and we find ourselves, you know, so many points behind again. But we we haven't really got to worry about anybody else. Really, we've got to see what we can do. I mean, like you said, it's quite daunting. But I, I think the lads are, are looking forward to the, to the games, different challenges. Um, I don't think Burnley away will decide whether we, we stay up or not. Um, but I think every other game. That we've got an opportunity, mate. And it's thirty years, I think, since you were here first spell. Have you have you settled in again? Have you have you taken to the community again? Yeah, well, I've managed to get out of the hotel quickly and and get a little place which is nice and quiet on the moors. Uh, some beautiful area. I lived at home Firth last time I was here, and it was wonderful. Sharon and I, we just love being around the area. Uh, now I'm as old as the old uh, summer wine. Now I'm. I feel like I could be one of them now. Last of the summer wine. So it's a bit changed a little bit over the years, but you're happy. Happy, yeah, very happy. Um, being looked after, nice people at the club. They've always been nice people. Uh, some still here from when I was there, um, and it's nice, you know. They did need help, and and Sharon was really forthcoming. You know, she had a lovely time here. So you know, when she said go and help them, you know that I didn't need asking twice. So it's great to come and help them out. Whether it's good enough, we don't know, but we'll give it a good shot. And I think the fans will get behind us. Really proud of the fans last week. I mean, they kept us going when, you know, Birmingham looked like they were going to snatch it and, uh, you know, brought the best out of the lads. So uh, that's great. And, and hopefully um, there'll, there'll be a few There'll be a few at Burnley as well, I'm sure. Good luck this weekend. Thank you. Thank you, Pete. We'll go to Jack from BBC Radio Leeds next. Hi Neil, good to speak with you. Um, I just want to touch on the weekend just gone at first. Um, how much did you enjoy just being back out there? Oh yeah, I mean you can't you can't replicate that, can you? It's um, um, I was quite emotional before the game when I came out because I was I was embarrassed really. 
because um, I was going to check the Birmingham and then I got such a good um, you know reaction from the crowd um, but it was nothing like after the game <laughs> going around that was there were a few tears then going around the pitch it's you know it's something you don't think is going to happen again and it, it was just nice I love putting smiles on people's faces lads as well players as well as fans uh, and owners so it, you know I think it, that's what yeah, that's what I've always been in the game for to try and make people happy and smile and enjoy the commitment that I expect from everybody. Did you expect to get a reception like you got when you first walked out? No, I mean, when I came back a few weeks ago and I did the show uh, in Middlesbrough, I came to a game then and uh, they introduced me at half-time and I, and I did get a good reception, but nothing nothing like that, <laughs> nothing like when I come back. It was like everybody saying, oh, thank goodness, you know, he's here. Uh, I'm not saying I'm going to be a hero, but... It's lovely for the fans to to support me like that. And and really, um, I didn't really hear any negative comments in the build-up to the game or anything. You know, my age wasn't mentioned very much. So it's it was good. And they know I'll they know I'll do the best I can for them. And it was nice to see Andy Booth as well, uh, with Jeppo after the game. It's uh, you know, he's a uh, so he was a super player for me. One thing that fans have certainly been asking us um is They've been saying that Huddersfield Town like a completely different team at the weekend under you. How did you make such a difference in sh- such a short space of time in those couple of days? Because uh, I'm a good manager. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> I just put things in 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 simple terms for him to do and ask him to do that. Because I, I thought Birmingham were decent when I saw them beat West Brom. I watched that game and I thought, wow, they, you know, they did well. West Brom didn't have a shot in that game. So I knew we'd have to cope with the physicality. And up till um, the Friday morning, I didn't even think I'd got a centre half because Hellick, I was told Hellick wasn't fit and uh, and Ward. So it was a little bit of what can we do here and there. And, uh, you know, Hellick, in fairness to him after training, told me he'd, be, he'd, be, he'd give it a go. And I thought he was outstanding, really. Um, so it was, the, 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 you know, to, the, to get that sort of backing from the fans, it does mean a lot. And uh, it's great when you can get a win. I mean, when they put 12 minutes, I don't think I've ever seen that in my life, 12 minutes injury time, only at the World Cup. Um, but even the referee, I thought, was decent, which is unusual, isn't it, for me? Um, I thought he had a decent game, yeah. So it was, uh, it was good all round. You spoke about how you've enjoyed taking training this week and getting back involved in that sense. How much have you enjoyed um, actually getting to know the players a bit more, particularly those that you, you'd not previously met? Yeah, well, you know, like it's like Bobby Robson. You do forget names here and there. <laughs> I've called the odd one the wrong name, and uh, that's not him, Gaffer. You know, um, but I mean, you're going to get that, aren't you? When you've got 26 players in the space of 24 hours, but I'm I am getting there. I couldn't understand why people were calling somebody Reg, and I oh the bloody hell's Reg. I looked on my team sheet and all them. I I could not see a Reg for life. And then, I, so when of course when I asked, who's the who's Reg? They said, oh, this is him here. What, what how do you say it? Ramari Edmund Green. Say it again. Ramari Edmund Green. Ramari Edwin Edmund Green. Yeah. yeah. So I said to him, well, Reg, you're all right now. I know you are, Reg. That's happy. That'll do for me. Um, and it's not just players that you, you sort of meet in the new as well. Um, Narcis Palak um, and Paul Clements as well, both on the coaching staff. How much have they helped you settle back in? Well, they're nice. They're nice people, really. I mean, Clem knows what he's doing, and Narciss, I think Narciss has enjoyed it. You know, I think when you're a coach, you, you're always picking up 
ideas, aren't you? And, uh, you know, I think when you watch a dinosaur, you might just pick the odd thing up with them as well as the, the modern coaching techniques, you know, because it's not all about um, the diploma. It's not always about what, what's in the books. It's, you know, you have to be uh, realistic at what you can do. And I think you'll have seen different things that he may use in the future. Um, one of the surprise um, names that wasn't on the team sheet at the weekend uh, was Thomas Vaklic. Um, Belokopic played instead. Uh, I'm glad you're saying his name. <laughs> um, what did you make to his performance? He's obviously quite a young goalkeeper, not had much experience. What did you make to him? Well, Clem told me that it, the other lad had got, the lad had got a, um, a bit of a calf strain. He'd had it a, few, a couple of weeks. And I didn't think there was anything. I, th- I thought, well, let's get him fit, really. And the young lad, I saw him. And I asked him, are you ready to play Saturday? He said, yeah. I said, okay, you are. You know, and I had him in with Clem and, and um, he did ever so well, I thought. I, you know, I told him, don't worry about making a mistake. You come for things and, and the, the lads will cover you on the on your line. You know, don't worry. You you know, you will make a mistake, but don't get your head down. And he, to be fair, he very confident, wasn't he, really? He made a couple of good saves and made a, made a goal as well. So I, I couldn't ask any more, really. Are you expecting him to be um, in goal again this weekend? Well, he's he's available. They're, they're both available, so it'll be down to me really to pick whichever I think. Um, elsewhere in the team, you mentioned last week um, how you brought Danny Warden, um, Michael Hellick in, uh, despite carrying Knox. Um, are you expecting to have to do that this week with any players that you know give, give them that give them that nudge to to come play? No, we, I think we've only got one. Well, there's a couple that's got little knocks that, as I've said. And I don't want the supporters to think it's negative. Uh, Burnley away is not going to keep us up. So if anybody's got a slight knock, I'd rather have miss Burnley and be ready for for, for Coventry and Bristol City. Um, so I won't take any any chances with anybody, um, even if they are the, you know some of our better players. Um, and that's what I intend to do. And just finally from me, um, you spoke a lot about Burnley um, and how good they have been this season. Just on Vincent Company, um, could you see? managerial qualities in him when he was a player on, on the few occasions that you, you encountered him? No, I mean, I couldn't because I don't know him. But I think if you were in his company, he's always been very calm, collective. Uh, but I, I don't know his philosophy and I, didn't, I don't know. You know, you have to be in that camp to know that. There's players that I've, that I've had under me who I thought could make good managers. Are you with me? And um, by listening to the way they talk, to the players and coach the players in training. You know, uh, there's always people that talk a lot, you know what I mean? Um, I mean, even when I played, I thought I thought I would do better managing because I was always mouthing off, you know, even though I was a winger, I was always telling centre-forwards and that what they should be doing. I thought, oh, I, I enjoy that, you know. So, um, but, um, you know, it, I mean, at the moment, it looks like it's made to measure. And I've said, I, I, I think they could more than hold their own with the current team. In the in the Premiership, so I'm, and I'm sure they'll you know they'll bring two or three in. Thank you. We'll go to Leon from the Yorkshire Post. Hi, Leon. Hello, Neil. Great to see you. Thank you, son. And you? Are you all right? I was just thinking, John Motson. Did you ever get him up to Seema Road? Seema Road. You know, I think he did come up there. You know, and you'll have to excuse me uh, because I, I, my memory is a little bit vague. Are you with me? Mine's not so. I think he might have come up for a for a cup tie up there. When yeah. we had a, when we had a good run in the cup, um, yeah, yeah. but definitely at Notts County, you know. I mean, I, yeah. I look at it all, and uh, but he was he was a great bloke, like I said to you, Leon.
Yeah, yeah. It's like a bit of tradition going, really, isn't it? Mm. That, really. Thinking about Danny Danny Ward, is someone you know about. You've had him at Rotherham and, and Cardiff, someone you can trust, and he looks like someone who can play a, a big part for you. You know, he's someone you know plenty about. That's important, isn't it? Massive, yeah. We have to um, wrap him up in cotton wool, really, in between yeah. games, because... Yeah. If we could, if you told me Danny was going to be fit every game between now and the end of the season, uh, I, I think we'd have a really good chance. Yeah. He, um, the way he played on Saturday, you know, he, he occupied two centre halves at times and still twisted away. Yeah. He's got yeah. the bit between his teeth at the minute. Training this morning, he, he looks like the lad who had him. I had at, uh, you know, both the clubs you mentioned. Yeah, and I, I was just going to ask, ask you finally. It looks like the old. The home form just purely looks about scoring a few more goals and getting a few more goals out of your team. How do you see it away from home? Do you just think that sort of from what you've seen lacked a little bit of of confidence, maybe? Uh, I'll I'll probably I'll probably tell you about five o'clock later <laughs> on Saturday because um, we're playing yeah. the best there is away from home. Um, you know, you could say, can we keep the score down uh, for the goal difference? But um, we've got to give them problems, and so we're working on. How we can cause them problems as well. Yeah, uh, we yeah. think there are, you know, there there are areas where we can work on. But you know, in general, they are, you know, nine out of ten times they're going to beat us. But yeah. you know what football's like. There's some strange results in football, and uh, you know, we hope we can we can get the strange result this weekend. Yeah, I mean, I remember when you were at Rotherham, you went, you had some good away wins there, didn't you? You went to Sheffield Wednesday and you won. So it's and that wasn't it's, that wasn't difficult, Leon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, good one. It's it's possible though, isn't it? In the chat, you get you get strange results it, it, everywhere. More yeah. than any other, you know, more than any other division. I agree with you. You know, at bottom, it can beat the top any day of the week. I mean, like I said, these are a little bit they head and shoulders above anybody yeah. else. Yeah. Um, and I think they've won twelve and drawn one, haven't they now? In at home, so it's pretty formidable. Yeah. And uh, but I think we should go and enjoy it. Like I say, it's a free hit to us. So, you know, hopefully another day's training, which is good. And we, we've worked every day this week on, on things. And we, you know, yeah. another, we've got another day to just tidy things up and uh, yeah. try and give them a good game if we can. Yeah. Very best of luck. Thanks, Leon. We'll come to Matty from the Huddersfield Examiner Centre right. Hi, Matty. Hello, Neil. Nice to meet you. Are you, son? Just a little bit on there, Matty Pearson. Obviously, he was missing. I know you said it might be a couple of weeks before he comes back. And then obviously Jaheim Headley went off uh, with a knee injury on Saturday. But what's the what's it looking like on the injury front? Um, obviously Matty, he, he wanted to to get out this morning. Really, I, I spoke to him this morning, he, and he said, um, "I said, what are you doing?" He said, "I want to play Saturday if I can, Gaffer." Um, I said, "Well, you won't be playing Saturday, but you might be able to play against Coventry if if you have a good week." So uh, I wouldn't risk anybody like that against Burnley. Um, yeah, yeah. I know you're Saturday, I probably would, but it's not. It's Burnley. So we've got to look after one or two people on Saturday, looking ahead to what's coming up. Yeah, I know you've said, obviously, um, on your first press conference, you'd see after the weekend and after a couple of training sessions who you'd have in the trenches with you. I mean, have you got a better idea? Has, has anyone in the squad sort of surprised you with, with the mentality? I, I, think, I think everybody in the squad might have surprised themselves if I'm honest, because we did 25% more running mm. than we've done in any other game. Now, you might say that, that can't be right, that's wrong. But it's, I don't think it's a, it's, it's, it's a fault of theirs. I think it's just that it's amazing what you can do when you want to do it. 
and they wanted to do that for the team on Saturday and for me. And and that's what we've got to do. Got to work as hard as we can. Um, the harder you work, the luckier you get. Yeah, it is obviously, like we said, that the championship sort of on that. Hang on, there's somebody famous said that, wasn't there? The harder you work, the luckier you get. Was it the golfer? I don't know. Anyhow. Gary, Gary Player. I'm, Gary Player, digressing. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, all right. Incidentally, I did uh, I did watch him play one day him down. I was at uh, they were doing a charity do. Can I just offset this? And so, uh, I was doing a charity do, and they asked me to play in this in this this whatever it were for charity. Gary Player benefit in Wentworth. I said no, I can't play, but I'll caddy, and uh, I'll caddy for somebody. So uh, the night before they did these auctions, and I was a caddy, and a billionaire from America paid twenty five grand to the charity for me to caddy. And I end up sat in the buggy all day. It was lovely. But um, they did a, Gary Player did a, a teaching session on the morning and, I, and they asked me if I wanted to watch him. There was 10 other people gifted and I have never seen anything like it. We were in this little place uh, and there was a pond and a lake and obviously a green, I didn't realise, a green at the top. And he, they said, you've got to do this with it, whatever, with your hands and this one, dropped a ball, hit it o over the pond, over the lake, onto the fairway, onto the green. And he said, if you don't do that, you do that. He said, you have to rectify, chucked another ball. Whoop. Next, he did 10 balls, every one, straight over the pond onto the green. Uh, it just amazed me. And uh, um, and he looked immaculate in his black outfit. So I, I have digressed a little bit there, haven't I? I couldn't like that anymore. <laughs> then, obviously, you've, you've had a week with the squad. I mean, there's still sort of a free free agent market open. Did you? Are you going to look at that at, at all to bring in any players that might be on a free, or do you think you've got enough in the squad as it is? No, I think we've got to go with what we've got. We, you know, we we're in a in a dire situation, but hey ho, let you know, let's give just give it our best shot. And uh, you know, I'm, you know, I think the fans know that, and uh, they're going to be behind us. What pleased me last week is when you know all this hype about me coming in, and then six minutes into the game we one nil down, and that could have gone the other way, you know. But did it? I never heard one boo. I never heard one dissenting voice. Everybody were urging my lads on, and and that's what we need. It's lovely, lovely when everybody's pulling together. So you know, if we do that in the last fourteen games, then uh, what will be will be. Well, thanks very much, Neil. Thank you. Right, finish with Alfie in the top left from Football League World. Hi, Alfie. Hi, Neil. How are you getting on? All right, son. Can I just uh, check on Matt Lurton's availability? I'm assuming that he's. Unavailable given he's on loan from Burnley. He is, yes, he's making the tea. He's making the tea. How irritating is that for you? I thought he played quite well last week. Yeah, he did. Uh, I think it surprised himself playing that well. He, uh, he did all right, didn't he, in a, in a different position. But no, he, I'm, he's, he's been good since I've been here. A good pro and, and what have you. Um, you know, I saw a couple of games prior where he made mistakes, etc. But I thought he was, all of them, I thought they were super at the back. If I'm honest, and I couldn't complain about anybody. Yeah, and um, you've you've touched on Burnley a, a lot, and I'm sure you've come up against sides like that and better over the course of your career. What's your kind of go-to message to the to the squad when when they are such heavy underdogs, really, in a game? I think just do your best and and try to eliminate silly mistakes that will gift them the game. You know, if they score a wonder goal and the beaters or they score two or three, I, I won't complain. It's just that I don't want to give them gifts. So I've said, you know, try and think um, professionally, whichever position you're in, whether you're a forward that's 
defending your box or somebody, you know, just think about uh, clearing the situation and and don't let's give them any gifts because uh, they are they are a good sign. I'm not kidding you when I said I, I don't see a better one. I'm saying 20 years, but I, I remember Newcastle coming down and going straight back. They 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 were very very good. That's I don't know how long ago that is because time flies with me, but um, Newcastle were excellent and. Burnley's just on a par with that. They, they are, they are a top-quality side. Brilliant. Thanks for that, Neil. Best of luck this week.